I'm Scott Holmes. I'm Matt Metzger, and you're listening to Ground Etc. This season, we're going to be talking all things infield grooming, from routine maintenance to leading a groundskeeping team to serious renovation work. We talk to experts of the field on the grounds, the work, etc. Oh, that was good. You're welcome. Scott, when you first met Kevin, (laughs) uh, Kevin owned a hydro seed company, and some people may know what that is, some people may not, but... Specifically, how did you make that that pivot then when you're working with Kevin from hydro seeding uh, residential commercial properties to to sports turf? How did that happen? Well, the old saying, the mother of invention is necessity. Yeah. Uh, this was necessity. So this was right around 2008, nine, right when we were growing by 100%. So we started the company in 99. And every year we had 100, 150, 200% growth. You know, wow. just wow. it was just this constant explosion of entrepreneurialism and growth and new products. And one of the the key products, well, the very first product called the TR3 Rake, um, I had taken uh, up into Chicago and did a demo just on the spur of the moment to a baseball complex, a softball complex. No kidding. And they liked it. Now, looking back, I don't know why, but but they did because we have better things now. But at that point, they ended up buying like 10 of them from us uh, for the, the city of Chicago for all their parks and recs. And this was probably in 2006 or seven that I sold them. And 2008, nine came in, as the world knows, the economy crashed, banks stopped loaning money. And um, it became very difficult to survive on just one or two products or one or two markets. Yeah. And so Kevin and I made the decision that we were going to make a shift from the equine and landscape market and add a third market, which would be sports turf, simply because of a little bit of experience with the the Parks and Recs yeah. in, in Chicago. Now, the one thing that ABI, Kevin and I know, is that we don't know everything. We don't. I know yeah. you think we do. <laughs> or, or we make you think we do. I mean, Kevin but, and I. Yeah. Well, Kevin and I. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but we don't know everything. We don't know everything about every market we're in. We don't know everything about all ground prep. But what we do know is that there are people out there who know all the things that we don't. And so <clears throat> we uh, really built this business on strategic partnerships. Yeah. I mean, from day one. If we wanted to grow into a market or grow into a product line that we thought there was a space for, we would seek out absolute industry leaders uh, and, and seek their advice and seek their uh, uh, working with us and building a relationship and a partnership. And we did that in 2009 with an uh, installation company for, for Infields and <clears throat> talked to them about what the needs were for uh, the maintenance of ball diamonds, you know, warning tracks, infields property, gravel parking lots, you know, anything that a municipality would have to deal with. Mm -hmm. And this company really gave us some great advice. And we went to work. And one of the favorite stories I have is that, you know, this this company gave Kevin 10 ideas. And in eight days, we had prototypes built. Incredible. And within eight days, we had applied for patents. And those patents are still withstanding and still being used on the products that were invented within eight days. So necessity sometimes creates urgency, <laughs> right? And we felt an urgency in 2009, let me tell you, as most of the world did. And that's when we broke into the sports store. So, I mean, with that many years working on ball fields then, like you probably got you probably got some great stories. Just one stand out of like a ball field that you were, I don't know, are you allowed to name it? <laughs> are you allowed to say um, what ball field yeah, you're I, I, can do, I can do this one, I think. Th- okay. There is one. <laughs> I know there's someone not allowed to talk about. I, I'm not going to mention his name, okay. and I'm not going to go into great detail about who he is, but he was the head's groundkeeper. I don't know if he still is, but he was. He just wanted to tell me that I, we had saved his job. He said he was on the verge of being fired because he could not control ground rule doubles. So a ground rule double is when the ball hits the warning track, bounces up, and goes into the yep. over, over the fence. Yep. Well, that's a, that's a ground rule double, automatic double, right? <clears throat> 
he could not control it. Either it was too hard and the ball was hitting and going into the bleachers or it was too soft and the athletes were complaining because they couldn't run fast enough. So he couldn't get this perfect balance. And literally, that's all it takes in the Major League Baseball to get fired. They could not control. He had the worst uh, statistics for ground rule doubles in the entire um, Major League Baseball, NBL. And he bought this machine from us. And the first season that he did it, he ended up ranked number one for infield uh, ground rule doubles. And he said literally he was able to manipulate the ground to make it firm enough to run, soft enough so not all the balls that hit bounced so high and went over the fence. So <clears throat> that's kind of a story that stands out. And, you know, yeah. we also put in the new infield for the Yankees. And so, you know, we've been involved in major league, minor league, collegiate, all the way down to little league. Gosh, we've had churches buy our, our equipment, you yeah. know, for, for their softball field. So, yeah. So we had some good stories. It's so fun. And well, you were in customer service. I mean, you probably heard yeah. a bunch of stories from our sports turf. Oh, people. yeah. Well, that's I think the working with uh, working with folks in the in the sports surf industry is probably some of the the funnest stories for that reason. Like it's 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 work that we love. It's work that that people love doing. But it's also like for the sake of a game, right? Right. <laughs> like, like what you're doing is making a game more fun. Yeah. What you're doing is making a game. Oh, we, we use the slogan for the love of the game. Yeah, yeah. So I think right. there's a there's like passion and drive there yeah. when you're working with people who work on infields that you don't always get to work with with just customers of just any old product. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. absolutely some of the funnest people to work with. Um, which I know is one reason why you were a big fan of kind of putting this whole thing together and bringing people in and uh, and get to know a couple of these people and give an opportunity to well, share some well, stories. We get to share stories. Yeah, but. I think more importantly, we get to learn. I mean, what what a what a better there's nobody better to learn from than your customers. Yeah. I mean, you can sit behind a computer, you can theorize in a boardroom, you can talk to your engineers till you're blue in the face. But if you're not out there with, you know, the shovel in the hand and the, you know, yeah. the, the infield under your feet, yeah, you really don't know what you need. And yeah. so you know, we, we need to learn. We're always learning. We're always modifying and changing and redesigning. You know, the old story is if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. Yep. So we're always trying to get better. And I think this is a great platform to bring people who are at the grassroots of this business yeah. and bring them in and learn from them and let them tell their stories. Everybody has stories. What's Everybody a, does. What's one thing, so you mentioned the, uh, the, the things that you've learned from people in the industry, what is one uh, kind of aspect of grounds care or soil maintenance that you, you're you just shocked by? That you you would have never thought that this was true in, in groundwork. Yeah. And, but it is. And now it's incorporated into some of the design. Yeah. Into the design. That's a, that's a tricky one. Well, <clears throat> you know, I played Little League. I mean, I didn't play high school. I was a golfer. Sorry, baseball people. I was a golfer. But I played Little League. So, yeah. I, you know, I played on the infields and... You never think about a difference in the tightness or in the depth of softness or in, you know, the the the, the trueness of the bounce. Um, you know, for little leagues, you want it softer. Major league, it's like the tabletop. I mean, it's, yeah. it's hard as a rock. And the one thing that, you know, a novice probably wouldn't understand, the people in the industry know this, but it's really about the moisture. I mean, moisture controls so much of the density, so much of the compaction. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you have the loosening mechanics. Yeah. You know, well, this is how little we knew. When we first got into baseball, we had these big old ripping scar fires with, yeah. <laughs> with tips on them. You know, yeah. we're, we're ripping three inches deep because yeah. that's what we did. We were a landscape contracting company. I mean, that's what our equipment started as. And then in the equine market, you know, two, three, four inches. Of, so we just thought, well, baseball, let's just go rip it up, you know? So that was... 
not the right answer. <laughs> and we quickly found we that out. We, we learned a lot. Yeah, we're not working in three inches. We're working we're in, in half, an inch. half an inch, quarter yep. inch. You know, it depends yep. on whether you're in the major league or if you're in, in little league. It, yep. it really, that all changes. And that, that's the thing. An infield is not just an infield. Yeah. It is designed specifically for those who are using it at all levels. And it's all about safety, performance, yeah. you know, fun, love for the game. But it is it is not simply going out with a hand rake and raking it and smooth out the cleats. Well, and I think that's, one thing that, what it is. that shocked me and that I had no, I mean, just because you grow up in your own world and you're used to your own world, as you mm -hmm. start talking to people all over, all over the country, all over the world, is the the different preferences in the type of soil used in these contexts, right? Yeah. So uh, yes, the moisture, yes, the like the the level of compaction and the density of soil, but um, some people prefer a higher clay content. Right. Some people prefer more sand in their soil. Right. Just all of the field is dependent upon um, the kind of the soil they've got available. Are they willing to truck in soil from across the country? Um, it's it's all, there's way more personal oh. preference involved <laughs> than it, what it, I ever well, realized. I mean, there's also the, uh, the climate. I yeah. mean, you may be in an area that gets a lot of rain where well, you're going to need less clay. Yeah. Because you got to have a little bit of percolation. Yeah. But if you have too much sand and not enough clay, then it's too loose. Yeah. And it's, so it, it is a science. There, There is nothing. You just don't go out and maintain an infield. Yeah. You have to know your stuff and you got to know what your organization needs. You need to know what your, your community wants. You want to know what your athletes need. You want to know, you know, what your climate is and, and, you know, there are places that in the middle of July, it's like a dust bowl. I mean, it's just hard as a rock because they get no rain. Uh, and so you've got to have equipment and you have to have knowledge to be able to make that a safe and playable place. Yeah. You know, so it'll be really interesting uh, talking to some of these experts and some of these uh groundskeepers yeah. as we bring them in and talk yeah. to them about the season. I think it'd be, it'll be great to learn from them and hear their stories because I know there's some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard them. So that actually leads perfectly into the, the... That's what I do. I set you up for absolute perfection. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> the, like this, this whole season, uh, these, this next couple of episodes we've got here on this podcast is working with groundskeepers, yeah. working with professionals who uh, are actually from around the country and working in different climates and working in different soil preferences and working at different uh, levels of the industry. And we're excited to, to pick their brains. I and mean, yeah. I know that these are... Uh, conversations like this that we get to have all the time, uh, you know, our, our engineers and our product specialists, right. and we, we get to talk with industry leaders, but um, sometimes people who are working in the trenches, local fields, local high schools, local ball fields, uh, don't always have the opportunity to hear from professionals. Well, I, I want to go back to my point. Yes, we have a lot of knowledge, but I do not sit here and tell you I'm an expert on ball field <laughs> maintenance. I am not. I'm more of a businessman, yeah. and and we have engineers who are professionals in engineering, and we have product development people who are professionals at product development. But these people we're going to be bringing in are experts in ball field maintenance. And in addition to bringing uh, industry experts from the outside in, mm -hmm. we we do have people who know their business inside ABI's walls. Yeah. And we're going to be listening to some of those stories and some of those expert you know, uh, thoughts, yeah. uh, as, as we bring in people who have been in the industry, who've been with us for so many years that they have learned the expertise of the, of, of this market. And, uh, we're going to be learning from some of our own experts as well as the, as the industry leaders who are on the outside of our walls. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a fun season. Yeah, it is going to be great. 
you're going to find this hard to believe. I'm excited about working with you. Oh, right isn't on. That, isn't that sweet? This <laughs> <laughs> so is going to be fun. Yeah, no, this is going to be really great. I'm excited that we can uh, just ask questions. Like you said, it's been it's been years, decades now of us asking questions of the people doing the work to help figure out how we can best equip people. And so uh, to have those people around the table and pick their brains a little bit, it's going to be it's going to be interesting for me and uh, hopefully some some great fun listening. Why, why don't you tell them to watch? Oh, that's a good idea. You should. We, clearly, we're excited about this season. <laughs> Hope you are too. Uh, would love for you to follow along. Uh, so tune in, either watch, listen, whatever's best for you. And we're excited to have you along for the stories.